We are live, and it Fourth of July week. There's only one song we can play to intro the the show this week. Only one song that makes sense for Fourth of July week. Never get tired of that song. Never in a million years. That gives you like the chills. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Just Too Sweet show, episode number 21. 21, we're making it 21. It's pretty awesome. Uh, my name, Big Daddy Cool Tim Tabala. My tag team partner right here is the bad dude himself, Mr. Eric Zant. And I'm bringing in right off the bat. Who is the third man? What's the third man? Where'd he go? We are live. The third man. There he is. Can we hear you? What up, Dave? gentlemen? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. <laughs> Setting everything up. What's going on? Ah, nothing much, right. you know, guys. Oh, we also have a, a, a we have a special guest already starting this. He was on the show once before. Let's bring him in right now to get started. Mr. James Bunker, are you there, sir? What's up? What's going on, Bunk? How's everything? Everything's good. Didn't know you were Welcome to <laughs> I haven't seen you in a long time, man. What's going on? Not much, Bunk man. is here. Same old, same old. <laughs> Have you been keeping up with everything? Uh, Yeah, for the most part. It, it's been, you know... Did you watch the... Uh, yeah, did you watch Undertaker's uh special? I did. On the network, I did. Very impressive. Now, what'd you think? Uh, just an amazing documentary. I don't want to. Compare, you I don't want to. You you, go ahead. I don't want to compare it to other documentaries, but that was probably better than the whole Jordan documentary. We, we've already lost Tim. Whoa, no. Tim's the one to disappear. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that possible? You scared him, Bunk. What, what was that? You intimidated him. Oh, geez. No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. He did. Uh, I hit the wrong button. That's all. He did, did the David Blaine. <laughs> uh, look, at, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. This isn't right. We're starting to show off bad. Bad. It's, 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 it's a staple. It's a staple already. Wow. Stop. Oh, no. Bambi. Hey, you know, just for that. Hold on. Let, let's get this going right now. You know, wait, 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 wait. Bambi was fan of the week a couple weeks ago. Now, I don't know. I don't know. She might be fan of the month. <laughs> like I was saying, Bunk, so what, well, because you're, 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 you haven't been on in a while. Give me your state of the union right now as far as wrestling goes. What do you think's going on? Um, what do you think of uh, COVID running rampant through WWE now? Um, have you been watching the shows? Have you been watching AEW? What do you think's been going on lately? No, I, I really haven't watched AEW in quite a quite a while, actually. Yeah, work kind of keeps me busy. I'm still working, just like you, Tim. And I don't know if Dave and Eric is working still, but um, but no, I haven't. When I when I record everything, obviously, and haven't been recording AEW. But the the state of WWE right <coughs> now, and what the post you put on Facebook before Tim was what they were up ten percent, 
since this all started? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's impressive. Which, which is maddening. I, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It, it, it's it's dry as hell. It is without the fans. It is. It's 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 tough to watch, but I push through. There are certain um, wrestlers that have done very well with it. I think Sasha and Bailey have been phenomenal during this whole thing. Um, I think even Drew McIntyre has been great during this whole thing. Um, I would love to see them continue this when we ever get back to whatever normal is these days. Um, where fans are allowed back in, it would be it'd be impressive to watch them all. So, but um, yeah, the, we talked about the article I posted before how Vince went from being like one point eight million billion dollars worth. Now he's like one point nine seven. So somehow he made money in the past three or four months, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. When you don't have a live audience, you have you know you're losing out ticket sales and all kinds of stuff. But hey. The and, and the XFL going bankrupt too. But I listen, like I told you before, I think his main revenue doesn't heavily rely on the new stuff. I think he's marketed the old stuff plus NXT so 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 good. I think and besides he owns Tap Out and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, he's he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Tap out, what do you mean tap out? The the clothing? Yeah, I know you own that. Fingers and a lot of pies means. Yeah. <laughs> so these fingers. I didn't know he owned that. I, I, I had no idea he had T. I thought it was just a regular sponsor. I don't know. No, owned I, it. I'm yeah, pretty sure he owns Tap Out. Does he? Wow. Yeah. Fact check that for me, but I'm pretty sure the WWE owns that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I'll get on that. I had no idea. Good. You're you the fact checker. <laughs> Dave, fact check that for me, will you? Yes, sir. Oh, they still do those stupid commercials. Those stupid commercials for the everyone's breathing heavy. It's all whole commercial. They're breathing heavy and lifting weights and whatever. Um, Bunker is Undertaker done. We, we've all been talking about this for weeks now. Uh, he announces retirement. Well, he technically didn't even announce it yet. Do you think he's going to do at least one more match? Like I do. I think he's doing one more. Of course. I mean, that's a no brainer. <laughs> you know. And it will happen in late March, early April. I don't know when WrestleMania is supposed to happen. It won't be anything else but WrestleMania. It won't be Super Showdown. It won't be in Saudi. It won't be anything like that. It will legit be WrestleMania. But I don't know, you know, who out of you guys, I'll ask, I'll, I'll turn the question to you guys. If he did have one more, who, who would you like to see him wrestle? Or, see that, and that, who do you think it would be, actually? <laughs> See that we we've been we've been discussing this for like three weeks now. Um, yeah, I think he's gonna have times. one more, but I don't think it's gonna be WrestleMania because uh, I think it's gonna be Survivor Series. Me too. This is anniversary this year. It's a thirty-year anniversary this year at Survivor uh, Series. When he was so when he first came, when he yep. first debuted. So if he's gonna wrestle, I think it's gonna be at Survivor Series. Who's it gonna be against? No idea. Yeah, we. we can't all, even I mean, call that. I I would suggest an AJ Styles rematch. Was how well the boneyard went. Um, and the other person I suggested was Finn Balor. You get him dressed up as a demon. I think that would be an excellent match. I think he could uh, make Taker look really, really good. I think I so. thought that would be a great match. Other than that, I have no clue. I don't know if you guys answered that. Did you guys answer that question last week? Yeah, we did on Saturday. Who'd you say, Dave? Uh, so I said I could see AJ Styles, and I agree with you there. 
um, just because it, of how well he normally does, you know, like smaller athletes like that, like a Shawn Michaels, I feel like they can, he can definitely put on a good match with him. Uh, the other one, the other option I gave was the Fiend, just because of how they were doing, how the Fiend was going back and kind of everyone that, that didn't put him over or hurt his career, how he's going back and like getting back at them. So I can see that happening with Taker, if anything, and sort of the passing of the torch. Well, is the Fiend even around? Isn't he? Isn't he back to Bray Wyatt now? Well, I think From what I I'm think telling what going right now is I think they're just put it on hold, realistically, and I think that that whole Braun Strowman uh, angle will come to that. And from what I've been reading, and you know, they're going back to the swamp. They're going back to the old days for the next for the next match, and then I think it will be like a, a three part series in a sense of where. He'll, he'll wrestle the Fiend, and I think the Fiend will take the belt back at that point. That's right, Eric, who, would you, who did you say uh, he was going to wrestle, who he should wrestle? What's up, Rob? Rob Reynearson. Um, who do I think The Undertaker should wrestle? Yeah, I forget who you said. Eric Zane. What if you said anybody? <laughs> I'll take it. Kenny on. Omega. Kenny Omega would be good. How did you get bunk off Pornhub? Well, uh, fruit snacks. So anyway, um, uh, I, I'm an, I, I'm with AJ Styles. You know what I mean? Um, I think AJ. I think he should wrestle AJ Styles again. I, I think they had good chemistry, and I think WWE has 50% of the tap out brand. Okay. Yep. So Thank you, Bambi. Thanks, baby. Muchas gracias. I'll forgive you for your white claw. Outfit. For the white claw, that's yeah. <laughs> but no, he and AJ, he and AJ were really they clicked really good. Like Undertaker's better with working with somebody who can bump around now because he can't. Um, so he, being the slow, methodical Undertaker like he was when he first came, but like when he was like a block, he kind of moved like Solomon Grundy, which is cool. Um, I I even thought it would be cool to see him go out dressed as the classic Undertaker, like with the gray gloves and like the purple purple the, taker or or the gray taker, one of the two. You know, like when he had like the ripped up, like he looked like he just came out of the grave. I thought that would be cool. So, but I doubt it. You yeah, know, like the WWE will make you know trendy, make him all trendy and stuff. So, whatever. You might want to be the American badass. You never know. You never know what's going through his head at the moment. I don't think that got over it as good as the dead man. I really don't. Dave, no, it didn't. Dave, did you did you say HBK again? Is that what you said? I said uh, AJ Styles was kind of like that HBK type, oh, and I feel like he would work well with Undertaker just like that. Okay, He would. Definitely. I, I mean, that's, why, that's my only logical – Guy, I said my my fantasy is Keith Lee. Like we we discussed that on Saturday too. Bunk, you probably missed that. Keith Lee is actually my fantasy guy because um, that dude's just a monster. I, I think that'd be a great <laughs> physical match, but we don't know if Taker can do that kind of match anymore. He may need the younger, faster guy to get him over right now. I mean, Keith Keith Lee can move though. <laughs> that's a big Keith boy. Can move and jump for a guy his size. That's for damn sure. Um, yeah. all right. It is June. And June uh, is Tim, normally. Let, let, Tim, oh, can yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah. interrupt you for a sec? 
do what you so, got to do. So uh, la- last, uh, well, White on sat- <laughs> well, on Saturday, uh, we, Mr. Uh, Bad Dude down there kind of left us early and didn't do his weekly contractual segment. He didn't oh, say. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, I understand that he didn't do the phrase of the week. I get it, but I'm going into protest for the phrase of the week because really? I have not heard. I have not heard from Mr. Scott Peterson <laughs> since this show started. Not a not a visit. Not a not a comment. Not a hey guys, great job. Not a hey, can I come on and talk to you guys? Now, I understand he's a very busy man right now. I understand his wife is pregnant. He's going through a lot. I get all that. He, but he, I sent him the link. I sent him the link every single week. He could pop in and say hello. He could he pop did. in with a comment. But so yeah. So and and Eric gave him uh, the ET phone home. Come on, man. That that's the one he wanted the most. So you know what? We're not gonna do the phrase of the week until Scott Peterson makes From himself protest. known on this, at least on this show. Or at least acknowledges that we're on. At agree. least, at least Steve Farachi. I, I don't know if Farachi. I don't know if you're watching, but he acknowledges our show. He shares the show. He he promotes the show. He talks about the show. Peterson? No. Farachi is my no. heel, dude. Farachi's a heel. Like, I'm the good guy. <laughs> Farachi's a heel. Hold on a second. Let me sw- oh, no. let me put the switch on. Steve Farachi is a very good man, and I admire him very very much. Click. Okay. Well, you, you can't have that right now. That that would be great if they went head to head with AEW, like they did back then. I I, I well, let, and also yeah, oh, of course. And, and and Link, the problem with that is too is old man Vince doesn't like stables anymore. He doesn't want a stable. He doesn't want groups. So no. I you can't really have. I would love. I would love to see these two companies swallow their pride. And do something together, especially in this time of uncertainty with everything going on. That would be awesome. That would be fantastic. At, at um, least have have like an unacknowledged like like feud, like like they did with, on Monday Nitro and Raw. Just you know? have Sammy Guevara. But that's all right. Yeah, Sammy's gone for a while, but he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I was gonna say it's uh it's June. June is normally King of the Ring. I don't want to get into too many King of the Ring comments. Um, I have all the winners here. Let me ask you guys a question too, because I did not know this. Who was the first ever King of the Ring? I think I know. I did not know who the first was King it, of the Ring was. It wasn't Haku, was it? No, oh, God, no. He was much later. Oh. <laughs> no idea. No, he's not even on my. No idea. He's not even on my list. Where the hell was Haku? Was he's it not even on my list? Well, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was the first Royal Rumble winner, right? Yeah. Yep. So the first King of the Ring, I think, was. uh... Ooh. I just had it, too. Harley Race? No. Harley Harley Race was second. Okay. Getting there. I did not know this until today, until I saw this list. And then I'm realizing Haku is not on this list. No. Who was was the first King of the Ring? Don Morocco? Yes. Yep. Really? I don't remember that at all. He, did he do the whole he beat and he beat the Iron Sheik? It was just more like a, a king it was focused more like tournament style, King of the Ring tournament. I don't think Eric's mic's working. Hello. 
I get, I hear can, him. I can hear him. Can you hear me now? We hear him. You don't hear him, Bunk? It's all right. You might, have to go, you might have to go out and come back in again. Sometimes that works. All right. Let me – In fact, <laughs> I'm going to come back in a little bit. I'm going to take – Do what I you got to do, bro. Take care of something, and I'll come right back. All right? Cool. Anytime. Come back. Yeah, so yeah, I had no clue, Don Morocco, but I guess you said it wasn't like an official King of the Ring tournament. No, they didn't glitch um, it up. They didn't glitch it up. They didn't like, you know, they didn't have the chair, I don't think, or anything, and they didn't have, uh, like, you know how they had the qualifiers and stuff? I think it was just like all in one night, right? It was like a, like 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 a big event kind of thing, I think. But it wasn't five. Eighty-five. Yeah, it was no. It was done as a tournament, but I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they did weekly stuff. I vaguely remember it, but they didn't they didn't promote it much and they didn't publicize it much. So hmm, that's weird though. Yeah, yeah. after half the time Morocco was Harley Race. Um after Harley Race, anybody know? I, uh, Harley Race. I wanna say Tito Santana. I can't believe Tito Santana was king of the ring, by the way. <laughs> so he was after that then. This has to be, you know what? Yep. This list has to be wrong. Hang on. My list has to be completely wrong. I think this is completely wrong, this list. Because <laughs> they got Macho Man on here too early. At three? and You think? When did he? It says right here, 90, uh, 87. Yeah, that's 87. about right. Yeah, that's about that, he, he, he became the Macho King in 87? No, he became the Macho King in, in 90. But he was the won the King of the Ring, I believe, in 87. All right, so I'm all confused then. This is confusing me. Well, they didn't they didn't give them the moniker. I think they turned it into a gimmick until, like, you know. So he won the King of the Ring in 87, and then he had to win it again to become the Macho King, but he's not listed here as winning again. He's not. No, yeah, he, I, I'm, I am very confused by this list now. Because he, he wrestled Duggan for the title of King of the Ring, I believe, and beat him, right? Because Duggan beat Haku. Oh, I, you would know. You, you'd probably know more than me. Know more than this. Oh, well, no, he, he, he's right. Apparently, he said that he defeated King Duggan to win the King of the Ring crown and title. So I guess oh, it wasn't like an official tournament. He just beat him and then became. Because remember that Royal Rumble where, well, remember when Harley Race went out for an injury and Heenan dubbed Haku King Haku? Mm -hmm. And then at the Royal Rumble where they had the pose down, I think it was 89, Haku and Harley Race wrestled for the title of King of the Ring. And Haku won. See, I'm all confused now. And then Duggan, yeah, this has Morocco Race, Randy Savage, Ted DiBiase, mm -hmm. Tito Santana, mm -hmm. Bret Hart back to back. Yep. Owen Hart. Owen. Mabel. Mabel, Austin, King Mabel. Austin. Uh, Helmsley, Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Kurt Angle, Edge, Lesnar, Booker T. Booker T was, was a funny king. Uh, William Regal. Seamus, Bad News Barrett, and now Baron Corbin because it was all for full four whole years. The king mm -hmm. didn't even exist. <laughs> wow. So I mean put that I put that out of my head completely that he beat Duggan 
just for the title of king without winning a yeah. tournament. I can't I can't believe that. That's weird, right? Wow. That is weird. That's really weird. Well, but I like right. to see them bring that back instead of having just like one king and you know kind of have it like uh, mean something. So at least you get these other guys doing something. Yeah. And, but you know what too? You got to be honest. The, the king of the ring is a heel title. There's been no good good guy he you know baby face king. That's a heel. That's Just a heel Brett, title uh, all the way. Uh Brock Lesnar, no? Brett Brett was a, yeah, but, a face when he did the King of the Ring. Yeah, but he didn't like I'm saying what you mean as far as gimmick wise, the good guys don't put the crown on and the cape and act like idiots. That's true. Make, <laughs> make people bow. You know, That's not true. like Savage. Savage had people carrying him out into the ring. Even Haku put on a little bit of an attitude. And that dude has yeah. no personality. You know what I you mean? Know, uh, go ahead. You know what's funny about Haku being the king? His name before he took Haku was King Tonga. Mm-hmm. So he was already a king. He was already a king, so he had to be. He, he didn't need that title. <laughs> he didn't need that. I'm already the king. All right, so who is the greatest king? Let's just say it right now. Let's just say it right now. Who's the greatest king of all time? Steve Austin. So we're talking about winner or who ran with that gimmick afterwards? Who ran with the gimmick afterwards? Oh, ran with the gimmick? Because Austin was good, but he didn't really run with the gimmick. No, he just won the tournament. Savage? Savage is probably the best king. I wasn't even going to say it because you know who I thought. Harley Race was a pretty asshole king, you know what I mean? He was... He was a dick. Yeah, he was trying to make Junkyard Dog bow all the time. <laughs> yeah, which, how would that go over today? Not good. <laughs> he couldn't do any of that stuff this day. Didn't DBS DBS- win against Macho Man the following year? He did. Yes, I think so. Yep. Bambi, you know your shit. Very she impressed. Got, she's, she's a huge wrestling fan. Francisco Rivera. Francisco Owen Hart. Is your favorite? Owen Hart was good. He was, yeah, he was another scene again. Asshole. You got to be the asshole king and run with it to be yeah. a great king. Savage. King Mabel? King Mabel, King Mabel was a cool king. king. He was actually a good king, though. He really was. He, he was. And, and who he beat look, to look look at, king of the ring was uh, to become king was pretty uh, pretty good. Who did he beat? I, I, that I don't remember. Mm. Right now. I'm not wrong. I think he beat Undertaker. No, Mabel, really? Mabel beat The Undertaker. What? I don't think I'm wrong, right? No. I never would have guessed that, that in a million years. He, he either did yep. or he wrestled him after and he broke his orbital bone when he when he yeah, bought he, the, uh, the he light drop. He beat Mabel in the second round. He first faced Adam Bomb, Then he beat Taker. Then he got a first round bye. And then he beat Savio Vega. Wow. Savio Vega. He almost... Could have fought Shawn Michaels, but apparently uh, him and Kama went into a draw. Wow. Kama got a hell of a lot of memories. Savio Vega, huh? Wow. Bambi, and see, look, Bambi's on it. She's not spelling it correctly, but but she's <laughs> on it. She knows the deal. It's okay, Bambi. Yeah. We don't spell good here either. Don't worry about it. Yeah. We, we don't judge. No, no judgment here. Oh. Uh-oh, ladies and gentlemen, look who it is. It's the boss. Steve Ferracci. See, what did I just say? Who's watching? I guarantee Steve Ferracci is at least stopping by to say hello. 
not like the other one, not like our Eric Bischoff, who is who is Scott Peterson, who doesn't Ooh. acknowledge us ever. So that's why he's not getting any more Eric phrases of the week until he shows some kind of acknowledgement of our show. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. I, I was just saying it for the fans because I know it's not just for Scott. You know, you have the everyone out there that wants to hear the phrase of the week. And I was probably every- disappointed at the Saturday night main <laughs> event when it wasn't given. And he left early and just left, you know, the two men in the group just, just hanging there. Well, Eric had a rough week. He, he not only moved his kids and – and he moved like three people and was chopping wood and working at a store and going Trying on marathons. Pretzels. That's it. So I know he was busy. So it's all good. Yeah. It, uh, I should have wore polka dots. I could have been like Dusty Rhodes, like the common man, you know. <laughs> I, I am the American dream. <laughs> um, You're going some hard times. I think that's really it. No, no, if you guys off the top of your heads, because we didn't really prepare for this part. Now, the King of the Ring tournament is always a thing. But my number one King of the Ring memory, because like I even told you guys I was there, was Shane versus uh, Kurt Angle when they oh. were throwing each other through the glass. No. So okay, the, King of, <coughs> the tournament's not always the best part of the King of the Ring. So if you guys have any memories off the top of your head, uh, your favorite part, your favorite King of the Ring moments, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. But I sat right above that Kurt Angle and uh, Shane, right? I mean, I was really right there. Wow. And I was like, this dude's going to die. I said, this dude is going to die if they do this one more time. And they kept doing it <laughs> and doing it. It was great. Um, I don't know. I, I remember, I mean, the Austin thing is always burned in, in everyone's, um, in everyone's psyche. But I remember uh, that whole Brett saga um, when, and like he, he, they like made him like seem like he was overcoming all these. You know what I mean? They really, they really pushed for him to be like this. I think that was it. He was even was he Intercontinental Champion when he did it, or he wasn't? Perfect was right. I think perfect was. Yeah, so that was pre-Intercontinental. So they're right when they say that was the King of the Ring was kind of like the the the, the diving board to get you from mid card to. The upper upper card, because basically everyone that did save a few, kind of went on to great things. The Hunter, Austin, Brett, Owen. I mean, you know, you could Don't go forget, on. Hunter was supposed to win Austin's year, remember? But he got punished for the for the curtain call. For the curtain call. So yep. Instead of winning King of the Ring, he was doing pig matches with the stupid Godwins. And your favorite. He he lost to the Ultimate Warrior. He lost to everybody that year. Hunter Hurst Helms leading my I forget it. That dude, I don't care what anyone says. It's like one of the greats. What he put up with yes. for about a year and a for a whole year, losing that the way he lost. I mean, that's crazy. That he deserves crazy. he deserves his wife and his children and his life that Let, he's getting right now. I, I oh sorry to diverge here because now you guys went into triple H. Uh something we I didn't get to talk about last on Saturday was that with the Undertaker documentary, I feel like Triple H came off so great in this documentary too. Like it just, I feel like propelled him as well, whether it was talking to Taker, getting him back, or then just knowing how much he put into uh, the Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. Like his, his creativeness, man, I can't wait for him to just take over. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there, I, I have, that's why I even said I have so much more, not only that though, I have much more respect for Triple H too, because Triple H, 
basically said, you know, this is he is the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy you come to in the locker room. He's the guy you go to for anything. Everyone goes to Undertaker for this. This is why my 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 Rushmore list is getting quite different thanks to that documentary and because of yeah. Mr. Mark Calloway. But um, oh, real quick then too, have you guys had a chance to watch uh, Mark Henry on Broken Skull Sessions yet? No, not yet. Nope. Not yet. Let me tell you something right now. I don't know about you guys, but me personally. Mark Henry is like NyQuil. He puts me to sleep. He really does. But in the first five minutes of that sh- of that show, I got so angry because he basically compared himself to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Two Stone Cold Steve Austin's face. Two of them. I, 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 I swear, Cold. because Stone Cold asked him like we always is, what's the state of the union? What do you think? What's going on? And he said, you know, very calmly, well, it's a it's a fifteen. What do you call it? Fifteen year turnaround. Something like where you got to get from the next great superstars to the next great superstars, and they're kind of in the middle of that. And he goes, "Yeah, you know, so there's no really monster stars like Stone Cold or Mark Henry." I went, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Let's calm down there, Mister Mark Henry, because you, if no. you're on that list, you are way I mean, in the bottom of that list." I mean, okay, I let's let's be. I think Mark Henry is on that list just based on the fact that. I mean, if you want to think about it, you can tell. ask anybody, who is sexual chocolate? And they're going to tell you who it is. They're going to tell you it's Mark Henry. They're going to remember. No, so yeah, sexual, sexual chocolate to me is, is Randy Watson from Coming to America. <laughs> well, I guess wrestling fans. <laughs> okay, wrestling fans. All right, that makes sense. They're, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're gonna remember Mark Henry and Mae Young having a hand. I was there that night. <laughs> So I, I oh, feel wow. like he's not at the level of Stone Cold, but he, he's memorable enough to be there. But he can't say, oh, there's no big stars like you or me. No, dude. dude. <laughs> okay. There's I, about 50, with that 50 <laughs> I, I people mean, between him and Austin. There's at least yeah. 50 people in between that. I don't care how good the guy was. He's not mid-card. Sure, that's ridiculous. He's <laughs> mid-card at best. He's, let's face it, he's not, he's not a superstar, you know? Because – when and they that, hand, yeah, I I think he's he's you know upper mid card, but he's not like you, you don't put the show on his back. No, and you know he's not going to carry. He he's got something, but he doesn't have it. You know, he's like, boring. He's very boring. He's the world's like listen, said, He's the world's strongest man. I get that, okay, and that's really really impressive. And he's a great dude, but like Tio Santana was a great dude. But he was, and he was one of the best working talents there were. He just didn't have what it took, in my opinion, to make him like he would never have been like the heavyweight champ. Although they talked about it, but they never did it. Rick Martel, guys yeah. like that, you know. Steve, I'd rather see Brooklyn Brawler on Broken Skull Sessions than Mark Henry, to be completely yeah, honest with you. I listen. I'm not. I'm not going to not to plug another show here, but I do listen to Busted Open every now and then. And when it's Don LaGreca and Bully Ray, phenomenal show. When it's Don LaGreca and Mark Henry, I cannot get through the show because Mark Henry talks, and I start drifting because he talks real slow, real melancholy, and I don't want to hear what he has to say. I know that sounds mean, but I don't. Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, whatever you want to call him, fantastic, fantastic yeah. on the mic. <coughs> so. 
I don't know. I think, though, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard uh, Mark Henry talk, but I feel like he's still a company guy. Bully Ray's not. He's going to tell you exactly how it is. He might not shy away from things, whereas Mark Henry might, just because I feel like he, WWE still gives him that uh, that compensation. Yeah. No, that, that's true. I agree. That's true. I agree with that, too. Um, Before we get to Eric, I know you're going to tell us our, our, our big this week, Eric. We're gonna hear about your first match. I wanted to get to Fighter Fest real quick. Uh, that is AEW's two-week. That's right, you heard that right. Two-week show, uh, starting tomorrow night. <coughs> um, it's like a two-week pay-per-view, basically. Wow. It seems interesting. Um, tomorrow night's matches: Kenny Omega, Adam Page versus the Best Friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent for the tag team championship. We know who I'm going for in that one. Going for the best friends because I don't like Kenny Omega. Uh, Cody will defend the ugliest belt ever made, the uh, TNT Championship, which I understand it's not finished yet. I get it. I don't know what they're waiting uh, for. They need to finish that ASAP. I don't, yeah, I don't know why it looks so stupid. Uh, Cody with Arn with Arn Anderson in his corner facing Jake Hager. Um, Hikuru Shida versus Penelope Ford. All I'm going to say about that, and that's for the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, Little Luke Perry, Luchasaurus, Marco Sun versus MJF and Wardlow. That's going to be a good one. MJF, probably the best, the best heel there is going right now in professional wrestling. And then we got Private Party uh, with Matt Hardy versus Santona on a teasing a tag team match. Uh, that's the first night, and we'll talk about next week, the following week. And then also WWE is counteracting with their Bash at the Beach free pay-per-view. Oh, great, great American Bash. Oh, Great American Bash. I'm sorry. Great American Bash. Yeah, you're right. I can't say Bash at the Beach. I have Bash at the Beach on the mind because that's that's coming up next month. And the, and the greatest anniversary ever, as always. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we should all watch this tomorrow night. I think, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, actually. Like I said, they, they put, they're putting on some good shows, man. They're beating WWE right now. So it should be pretty cool. I think so too. Um, I think it's gonna product. be. A They're putting on good matches that you know have storylines now, and it makes sense to have these guys face off each other. Yep, I agree. All right, so when we left off with the journey of Eric Zant, he was training, 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 and now I want to hear about Eric's very first match. So, Eric, how long – so tell us right off the bat. How long did it take how – long, how much training did you do before you had your first – I'm not talking about like a practice match with the guys in the back. Like your first real actual match. How long did you train for? Uh, Who would you wrestle? How long did it go? How did it go, do you think? Who won? All that good stuff. <clears throat> take, it, take it away. Um. Okay. So I probably trained – Six, eight months, nine months before I had my first match. Um, and it was cool because it happened in the summertime, I think like June. And I came up with a, a group of guys. Like there was probably like one, two, three, like six, six or seven of us in the group, maybe eight. We all got really close. And we most of us still are today. 
Um, some of us I just haven't been in contact with, but a lot. Of, I still talk to a lot of the guys. Um, I wrestled a guy named Nuisance. His name was John. Um, and he, this is kind of cool because it kind of set up a feud. I'll explain it. John and I wrestled my first match, his second. Um, it was a good match. I have pictures of it on my Facebook. Um, matter of fact, that's at one where I'm doing the discus punch to him. And, uh, what a, he is one hell of a worker. He, he could bump like, like crazy. Um, he, he, he took things really well and we had a great match. Um, that was in Eric, June. Yes. Hang on one second. One sec, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just looked, I just checked to make sure I could share this out. And we have contact from Mr. Scott Peterson himself. I don't He's know why here? it didn't pop. I don't know why it didn't pop up on this one, but on my page, he actually says, Hey guys, looking good. I'm at the doctors as usual, which is fine. I get that. Then he says, I remember when Steve Frotsy used to run around the neighborhood dressed as Sergeant Slaughter. It was a goddamn embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> so so now though, now see, this is all I asked for. That's all I asked. So now that Scott Peterson has acknowledged that we exist, we will give Eric's phrase of the week at the end of the show. We'll come up what, with something. We, we got to give I, him two. If, we we got to make like up it. for last week. We got to make I, up for if Saturday. Feel like if, if Eric I, feels like, see? If, if holds, like Eric, Eric holds a grudge more than I do, so we'll see. I just wanted one little acknowledgement. He gave us the acknowledgement. That's great. Even though it wasn't public, it was private, it's still an acknowledgement. All right, Eric, I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. I just want to tell you that, that the eagle has landed, and please continue your story right. now. Eric, uh, what year was this? I have no idea where I was in the story. I I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that to you. I don't even know where we're at. So, what's up, Dave? What's up, Dave? Oh, Esther, what uh, what year did this happen? Since you said it was in June, so you just reached that like anniversary date, no? June '98, 22 years ago. Right. Nice. 22. I don't do math. <laughs> yep. 20, 22 years. Yeah, ago. 22, 22. Yep, 22 years ago. So, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I don't do math, so I'll take your word for it. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about, but uh, John. Your first match. Yeah, John, I ended up, uh, we went back and forth, had some good heel face um, interaction. Uh, crowd was into it. Small crowd. We were in our, our like, training center slash, or, like, arena, so it was kind of cool. Um. I wore like the Lex Luger outfit I had, like the black trunks and the white boots. I wore that. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, but it, what the cool part at the end, how it finished, is I was going to go up top rope and I was going to jump on him. And uh, uh, another guy, Chili, his name was, uh, came out and pushed me off the top and it ended up being a DQ and they beat the shit out of me. And I can't remember if Vince came out to save me, but what that did was set up a feud between those two who became the Latin hit squad, okay? And Vince and I, who became the Wild Things. And we had a tournament for the vacant uh, WXW tag title. We won the tournament. We were the first ever WX that when it changed from top rope to WXW, because Afa reconfigured his whole uh, wrestling business into World Extreme Wrestling, uh, we were the first tag team champions. So I hold that distinction to being the very first champ 
of that uh, federation. But I was two-time champ. Won it twice. Nice. Yeah. So, so how did you think? How did how what, what was um, Alpha and all the teachers and the instructors? What was their reaction to your first match? Um, it was good. You know, uh, for being at first and being you know very green and being totally new to everything and being I mean I'm telling you from being with your with your guys that you train with and training and having matches to actually like going out like you know we had heels coming out of this one and baby faces coming out of this like we had the whole thing so there was semi kayfabe back then you know what i mean so like we tried to we tried to keep it like that um but it was cool and that you know he's generally good you know i was they like me and when joel comes on he'll explain it more like how how i was i i was i was fast i was like i was athletic um I could, I could bump like hell, and it was, it was, a lot, I was a lot, you know. So I could, I, I was kind of like a Mr. Perfect kind of Shawn Michaels kind of guy. I could jump, I could bump, I like had natural springs in my legs. Like if you punch me, I'm flying. So I can make you look good, but at the same time, when I'm doing stuff, like I'm, I'm flying around. So he admired that. He wanted me to fine tune that. You know what I mean? Like you know, figure out your strengths, your weaknesses, where you're good, where you're not. Because that's what it's all about, finding your um, what you're comfortable with, who you are in the ring. Because, you know, you can like you can like uh, The Rock all you want, or you can like Stone Cold or Bret Hart all you want, but you may not be that kind of wrestler. You may be like a Gold Dust kind of wrestler. You may be like a Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes kind of wrestler. You may be, you know, somebody like Scott Hall, who's like a bigger guy, but he's really crisp in the ring. You might be a a diesel who has like eight moves, but they're the eight coolest moves in the world for a, a giant. You know what I mean? So it's all about finding who you are, what you're good at doing, and you turning that into what kind of worker you really are. And he said I did okay. You know, he didn't. I didn't get any bad reviews off of it. Um, you know, of course, there's your critique because he's that's, he's off of the wild Samoan, I and mean, he tells you you could have done this, you could have done that. You better listen, and you know. You better think about that and figure out how to uh, do it better. But it was it was generally ninety nine percent good. So, well, how long was it then from that match? Because you said that started the rivalry uh, with the Latin Hit Squad. How long between that match and the tag titles? How long did that take? Well, I wrestled a few more singles matches. Um, I think I wrestled. I wrestled a guy named Manslaughter, and then I wrestled. Oh boy, might have been the Jersey Devil, <laughs> and then somehow Vince was in a match, and I ran in to save him, and we kind of did the whole like you know. Uh, like for lack of a better like strike force kind of thing like where we got together and we formed a team and we started dressing alike we we're a rocker like you know what i mean but kind of not as like 80s 90s you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it was probably in the that was summer it was probably late fall early winter okay. so, so it wasn't long though it wasn't long no the tournament was so from like, what's that 
I mean, they, they must thought, thought enough of you then to give you the tag titles that quickly. Yeah. Well, we looked good together. Um, Vince and I looked really good together. We, we were both tall, um, well-built. We're young. We've all, we both had like the long blonde hair, you know, we were alike a lot, but we were different a lot. You know what I mean? We were alike enough, but different enough to where it was like cool looking. Like well, I was a little Katie, heavier. Vince uh, was a little. You, dude, you would, dude, you would Jack. You yeah. Would Jack. Um, I, and I got. You, you I, were jacked. Yeah. He was probably, <laughs> he was probably 210, 215. I was probably 240. Damn. Yeah, so, and he, he's, like, really fluid. Um, he, he, I, he's kind of like a Ricky Morton, almost. You ever watch any of his stuff? He's, like, you know, the crowd just is, like, really, like, feels for him. So, if he's, like, he, like, gets heat really good. And his, he, he knows where he is in the ring really well. Um. Executes moves really well. I was more like, as I got bigger and I started to realize what kind of stuff I could do, I kind of, I kind of started like using like actual grappling moves a little bit and putting a few, um, like, for lack of a better term, like acrobatic moves. Like I would walk the top rope like the Undertaker. Only sometimes I wouldn't use um, the arm. I would walk across and I'd jump on you. Um, I did a thing where I ran up the rope and I turned around and gave you a forearm. Um, so stuff like that. We were different. Vince would always do like do an elbow off the top. It was cool. He did such a cool. You remember HBK's elbow? He did. He did that phenomenally. And uh, he did a splash too, which is really good. I used to pick him up and press him and throw him on people. We had so much fun. We 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 clicked so well together. You know. You, you gotta get him on here. You gotta get him on the show. I'll get Vince on. I'll get Vince on. I'll get Vince on. Oh. We had together. We probably had. I don't. I don't even know how many matches together. We lost. We won and lost the titles, you know, twice. So now, in fun. case any anyone anyone doesn't know, tell them what your in, in ring name was. I was going by Eric Von Eric then, because I thought it was and funny. Now, now yeah. did they wait? Did they um? Were they hinting that you were a Von Eric, or was that even <laughs> mentioned? That you were maybe a distant relative, or was it a just a close cousin? Yeah, like was it like just like just a name? Well, at indie shows, man, as you know, even waiting in line at um, your collectible place we went to, how many marks there are. So, um, and I'm not using that in a derogatory term, but <laughs> a mark is a mark, a fanboy is a fanboy. Like my friend Steve to tie. Okay, who's probably watched the show? Another great friend I had um, came up with him. He was the prophet. He was a manager. Um, he wanted to bill me as a long lost Von Eric cousin because he thought I looked like Carrie, and or like a mix of Carrie and David, I guess. Um, but you know, I would go places like wrestle. I wrestled in New York, and I'll tell you a funny story about New York. I I told Tim, and I'll tell Dave. But telling you both will be live will be better. Um, I go places and people will be like, you know, are you, are you Avon Eric? Are you? I'm like, well, no, it's just my name, you know. And I would spell it differently sometimes, just so uh, it wouldn't, you know, you know what I mean. It wouldn't get because they wanted me to to embrace that Norse Viking thing a lot for a while. Like that was my heritage, which I guess it is my heritage anyway. 
But um, no, uh, Kevin Von Erich, Kevin Atkinson, actually, I email corresponded with him for a while, and he actually gave me his blessing on um, using that name. And I bet you, if I search the archives of my AOL mail, I bet you I still have. I bet you I still have. <laughs> Oh, that's I think I think it would be a it'd be a little. You'd have to be uh. How do I how do I put it? Like half the audience would be like, "Oh my god, this guy's a Von Eric. That's awesome," but the other half, like say your Texas people, might be like, "How dare you <laughs> say you're a Von Eric when we know you're not a Von Eric?" Well, so saying, a good... any, was there any backlash over that? Well, when I wrestled in the Midwest, like in Nebraska, um. I used the Von Eric last name, but I didn't spell it that way. I spelled it E R I K, and they embraced it like that. So, like, there were a couple people. I mean, I got I got crap. You know, they gave me a lot of shit because they're like, uh, there was like a group of these like, you know, I don't I don't want to generalize people, but the hillbillies, all right, and and they're sitting there. And, you know, they're sucking down their sodas and stuff. And they're like, I, I walked, I just beat Mr. Ulala. Um, Mr. Great Ulala. Guy. Oh, dude, he was so good. He That's was a like, great name. And he was so, <laughs> listen, let me, real sidebar, real quick. Let me tell you about him. <laughs> Not only is he such a cool guy in real life, but he, what he did before the, like, he would just, he would stall so much and he would run his mouth and get the crowd going. And, he would tell you, like, right, he goes, right when I say this word, bump me, and I'll go flying. But he would just, he was just such a douche in the ring. And it was so funny, because, like, the crowd started getting pissed. They're like, all right. What, was his, what was his gimmick? Mr. Ooh-la-la. I'm picturing. It was heavy set. Adrian Adonis type guy? A little, but he used, like, a fake French accent. But I think he was trying to act like he was fake. And he would insult the audience, insult me. Every oh, it was so cool. Like I think he had a hat and stuff. I think he had like pink trunks or like purple. Dude, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. But um, anyway, out there, the the, the the fans that I walked after I beat him, I was leaving, and they're like boo, boo, and I'm like, we're in a big, we were in a huge auditorium. There was probably, I don't know. 2,500 people there, you know, three, maybe, you know, it was big. And they're like, boo, you're not a Von Eric, boo. And I'm going, yeah, thanks, you know. And they're like, oh, just grab, boo. And so, like you said, even there, you know, out, out in the Midwest, it's just the center of the country, not like the Southwest. The Midwest, they still had an impact that far. And I'm telling you, they were not happy with me using that name. Not at all. Like, that's blasphemy out there i mean you do three things in texas in the 70s and 80s you went to church you watched uh high school football and you watched devon erics that's what you did so i can't even imagine that yeah so but that was fun um now my net my nephew taylor he uh he's into the Dave, I don't know if you're into it or not, but he's into like the the figure collecting, and he collects like from the Hasbro's, the LJNs, and to the modern ones too. And I told Tim all about. It. He has this huge collection. He's even getting into the customs now. Like they make like 
like even prototypes and stuff that of ones that they were going to make, but they stopped production. So he's all into this and he's really, really good. He's, he's got a very, very broad, one of the more, more knowledgeable people about this that I, that I know. So he goes, he lives in Rochester and he goes to Buffalo to this collectible store and he meets this guy and he's like, yeah, I used to work. I was a wrestler, you know, I was a worker and you know, I did this. I, I wore, use this name. He goes, wow, my uncle was a wrestler. He goes, I think I got a picture of. So he scrolled up a picture and he showed him. He goes, dude, I know that guy. He goes, I can do you one better. I wrestled him. And Taylor's like, what? He goes, I am 99% sure I wrestled your uncle back in the day. Because we're about the same age. We came up about the same time. So Taylor messaged me and he tells me all about this. And he told me his name. Uh, Jason Fe Blackjack Phoenix. He wore pink trunks. He's a bigger, heavier set guy, more like a like a Duggan kind of guy. Like you know, you know what I mean. Like kind of like brawly, you know, stocky. Not quite as big, but he's a big dude. Like probably two, probably two eighty back in the day, two seventy, six four, a little taller than me. And I either I was on two shows with him. And I either wrestled him in Syracuse or I wrestled him in Port Jervis. I can't remember which one it was, but I, I know I worked him. And I got telling Taylor about it all. I was like, I remember I remember his trunks. I, I, I remember the match. And he was telling him the same thing. He goes, he goes, I knew it was him. He goes, I remember what he looked like, how he was. And so small world, even in the wrestling figure world, where you meet people who like went from wrestling to wrestling figures, and like me, you know, wrestling, wrestling podcast, you know, we all kind of stay in it. But how cool is it that my nephew, all the way up, way upstate, ran into a guy I worked back in the day? That's really That's cool. So That's so dope. Awesome. Yeah. So, and he actually wants us to meet up and talk and like, you know, maybe we can, you know, do something with that. So Get him on the show. For yeah. Sure. We need guests, man. We need guests. Yeah. My, guest, my guest hasn't come through yet. He's, he's been a little busy. That's so, cool, uh, but but he is saying he definitely still wants to come on. He's just been a little busy so far. I'm I'm um, like, I have a I have a special guest too. Um, I told you about my buddy Joel. He wants to come on. We have another one. Um, Governor Cuomo said that as soon as he's done uh, editing the phasing, he's going to come on. Little known <laughs> closet wrestling fan. Uh, he he followed more of like his favorite wrestler was like the barbarian and he liked also uh bastion booger was a favorite of his um and i think i think i also remember him saying that uh he he attended the uh pepsi arena when I, I'm, I'm lying i don't i haven't talked to him <laughs> I, no, I, I, I don't want i don't want him on the show you should have left it for the for the fans out there to be like, oh, I wonder if he really knows it. I just, I just want, I want to see how far you were going to take it. That's why I wasn't <laughs> saying anything. Speaking, uh, speaking real quick of, of action figures, real quick. I don't really, I'm not a big collector of stuff anymore. I mean, I still want my Macho Man stuff, but I'm not a big collector anymore. But I got this email, Walmart exclusives. I don't know if you can see it. Take that bad boy out. Oh wow, that's a dope Macho Man. I'm gonna go try to find that sucker this weekend in Walmart. That thing's pretty badass. Oh, where, where a lot of mask? cool ones. I always wear my mask. So, so I Eric, like... I want to... I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Do it, man. No, I was going to say, uh, Eric, I wanted to go back to your first match for a sec. Sure. So, 
since you didn't really uh since you had a dq finish for your first match did you mm -hmm. going into that match did you already have a finishing move or did you not have a like a thought to what your finisher was going to be yet <clears throat> i i did i i wanted to use like i was going to use like the like the torpedo clothesline off the top rope like kind of like a doomsday device clothesline but without somebody being um like a super lariat and uh i might have used that once or twice um but i just said you know what i'm not going to get all fancy and i'm not going to make this complicated for myself i'm just going to use the discus punch in the claw you know just to further the mystique of is he yvonne eric isn't he yvonne eric is he just a fan is he just whatever because you gotta remember something nature boy rick flair patterned himself off nature boy buddy rogers buddy landell patterned himself off rick flair Hulk Hogan, Scott Steiner patterned themselves off superstar Billy Graham. So I really wasn't doing anything that no other wrestler did. Um, but after that, I started using the discus because it was in it was in the Attitude Era. Or the Attitude Era was coming. And, and, and like the whole face heel thing was getting blurred. So they, they kept me baby faced. One thing, I only was a heel twice. That's that's a little known fact. I was only a heel twice. But um. They kept me baby face, so I tried to keep on the like you know, eighty percent face, twenty percent heel. But I used I just used the discus punch and I used the claw quite a lot. Matter of fact, they pushed me to use that for a while. They wanted me to, to use the claw. They were marking for it too. Like I'd show up like at, in Hazelton or in Allentown, and all the kids were like 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 going like this and stuff. And they're like like when I'd have them down, like when I'm. Like when the climax at the end of the at the end of the match where the face is coming back, they're all like claw, claw. I'm like, all right, so, so that's kind of right. cool. How about for a tag team finish? You guys uh, had something we, in particular. We did we did the missile launcher, where I I would either send Vince off the rope and I'd pick him up and I would drop him on the guy for a splash, or we would do. I think we kind of did a variation of like a spine buster clothesline like a heart attack but like i vince came off with the clothesline and i i spine busted him down and we did a couple other variation moves too we did we did like rocker stuff we did we kept it we had a that was the main finisher but we had you know there were other times where we had to use other stuff for other situations so but mainly the the hold up clothesline kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Well, I never got to see to see you wrestle, but I I could tell a little quick story for Dave and whoever's watching that I I thought was cool was like I said we went our separate ways after high school, <coughs> um, and I returned to the old hometown to uh you know for visits, and there's the old, it's called the Deposit Courier. That's our local town paper on the table. And I'm flipping through it and I'm flipping through it. And there on the back is my friend Eric, as jacked as can be in his little tiny shorts with his big with his, with his big white boots with the tag tile strapped over his shoulder. And I was like, and I even screamed. I said, no effing way. I was like, that's awesome. Because I had no idea that he was even wrestling. I had no idea that's what you were doing. Yeah. So, and I, I actually, I still have it. I have it somewhere. I told my aunt, I said, I'm taking this. Is that okay? She goes, yeah, you can take it. <laughs> I took it. I was like, I'm taking this, man. I ha I still have it locked away somewhere. And I tell people, I, I know this nice. guy. I know this tag team champion. I know this freaking guy. 
That's so, so yeah, that was pretty awesome. The first ever tag team champion. First ever for them. Yep, for that federation. It, it, it sucks that we didn't keep in touch. I definitely would have came to see you wrestle at some at some place around you know within driving of New York City. Oh, I would I would I want to get involved. This dude hit me in the audience, throw somebody at me, something. You got to get me involved somehow. Tim, I actually wrestled in Yonkers before. Like I was close. Yeah. I would have been right there in a heartbeat. I would have been there, no problem, because mm -hmm. that was at the peak too of of uh, the Monday Night Wars and NWO and all that stuff. So I was I was all in. So I nice. definitely would have stopped by and said hello. <clears throat> um, yeah, man, that's good stuff. Well, to keep wow. keep those stories coming. All right, so you know what? We're doing an hour since Peterson did give us a little acknowledgement. Ooh. Even though it wasn't public, it was on my private page. We will give him a phrase of the week. Can uh, I come what I'm going to do? This week? You want to come up? Actually, I have I have AFI's top 100 movie quotes of all time. I was going to pick a random one, but Dave, if you got one handy, you could be my guest. All right, Eric, uh, you have your uh, your phone with you? I do. All right, I'm going to put it on the uh, the the group chat. Okay, and it's funny th th this one, this uh, this one that I just thought about kind of has two different meanings, especially with the the stories you were just giving us. Okay, all right, I just I just sent it through. Oh come on, really? I just <laughs> got it. I just got. It. I don't want. I don't. You know, come on. <laughs> That's not it's a perfect. phrase. That's it's not a perfect. phrase. What it phrase is, is that from? I I, I think that a phrase. Scott wants a cinema phrase, so like. How about we do you, mine and you, then we get another cinema one? Since he he, he probably he, he needed one on Saturday, so he could give us two dude, this the week. Not no, no, the secrets out. Dave wants the phrase of the week, and he wants <laughs> you to say that one. That's what it is. He wants his own personal phrase of the week from Eric. So go ahead, you can say we'll that do, one. It's just we'll fine. do this one. We'll do this one. Then then you pick one off there, Tim. How's that? All right, all right. Go ahead. <clears throat> the claw is the law. So bad. So, so I love bad. It. Keep, keep promoting this. All right. So, so look, I got but, but also, you know, he, he used the, the clause as move. It, it's perfect. It goes with both. So well, let's give Dave right. a pass on that one. All right. I'll give you a pass on that one. All right. So AFI's top 100 movie quotes. I'm going to scroll up and down and I'm going to go back and forth and I'm just going to stop and whatever it is, let's stop. Oh, that's kind of easy. But you know what? We'll do it. Okay. Um, send it. I'll send it in the group chat too. Yeah, so that way we can keep the mystique and kind of keep yeah. it, you know, keep it fresh. Eric, so. You you could have used that back when back in your days, the claws of law, just cutting a promo there. Dave, you should have, yeah, because that that would have been really sweet, wouldn't it? Yep. Claw is the law. Completely random. I, I didn't. I didn't. St I stopped it. That's what it was. Completely random. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so this is, this one goes out to Mr. Scott Peterson because you did acknowledge the show, even though it was on the private page and not publicly. Maybe we'll get that public acknowledgement one day from you, Mr. Eric Bischoff Peterson. So go ahead, Eric. This is this is for you, Scott and and for Kiva, who's at the doctor every day, and I feel bad for her. And it's kind of fitting because we're at the end of our show. So there you go. From all of us to all of you, hasta la vista, baby. That's a perfect yes. way to end the show. <laughs> <laughs>
But I will say uh, tomorrow night, 7.15, 7.30 will be the Put It in the Book show, followed immediately by Empire 161, the show about the Yankees, which I am a part of. We are going to do it on Wednesday, tomorrow night instead of Thursday because I'm getting the hell out of the city Thursday. And it's 4th of July weekend. So, you know, I don't want to do any shows on Thursday being upstate and everything. So look for those tomorrow. I don't know if the other guy is going to go this week because of the holiday. But if they do, uh, Jader and Kyle go Friday. Um, and that's really it until you come back with Four Quarter Show, which, again, And until Eric here. gets his own show. We're here. We're available. Hey, I'm sure Elaine won't mind if we, we jump on there for a, for a show until, until he's ready to come back. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into it, guys. I'll let you know. Next week, though, like this is a holiday weekend. Yeah, we want everyone, everyone, everyone to enjoy themselves. If uh, well, you want, I'm, I'm basically locked down here in Florida. <laughs> we got no Fourth yeah. of July, basically. Yeah, watching fireworks through the computer screen. I mean, how bad do you have to be to get a, an entire holiday and beach taken away from you? Imagine how you, you should, people you should take away like your PlayStation. You're punished. You're <laughs> losing your TV. You're losing, yeah. You lost a holiday. You lost a beach. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. That's like having red hair, you know? It's bad. <laughs> did, by the way, did you see, speaking of Cuomo, not, what's the other Cuomo name? Chris? Chris. Yeah. Did you see him making fun of the mayor of Florida? No. no. Yeah, the mayor, the governor. The, the governor of Florida? Governor? I didn't see that. Oh, my God. He was making fun of him because uh, they went back to a couple weeks ago where the governor was saying, oh, we're not in New York. We're never going to be in New York. And he was acting all tough and kind of like doing this little thing, like shaking his body, you know, screaming basically that we're not in New York, like kind of insinuating that we're not idiots like New York was. So, and he's doing this little head shake thing. And then they cut back to, <laughs> to Chris Cuomo and he's going like making fun of him. I was like, holy crap, that's hysterical. That's great. <laughs> you, don't get, you don't get to see these idiot politicians make fun, you know, make a funny like that, but that was hysterical. I'm sorry, that was funny. Chris, man. Great, great but job. But it's not funny what's going on in Florida. And I, I feel bad for you guys down there now because second lockdown's coming. Texas, California. And now the fact that we have to have people called anti-maskers walking around. All these it's new terms that a year ago or even seven months ago, we would have never thought of social distancing, all this stuff. Would have never thought months of ago. Even six and, months ago. Dude, anti-maskers are a thing now. Anti-maskers. It's sad. People are going crazy because they have to wear a mask inside a store. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I, I, there's non-COVID believers. There yeah, really I, are. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't understand I it one bit. I don't. Meanwhile, I, I have a relative who had it, and I know a guy who died from it. So, I mean, it's pretty real to me. I know. So I, I, know, don't, I don't. Yeah, I know like four people that have had it. I've been. I, I've been in contact with with. Uh, one or two of them, yeah. I mean, before, well, not now. But well, that's crazy. It's very real. Uh, anybody yeah. have any parting words before we go? No, I don't. Wear your masks and have and be safe this weekend. Don't be an idiot with these fireworks, please. Yeah. Don't don't blow off your hands or something. Don't shoot them in anyone's face. Don't no, JPP uh, it. Be responsible. Be responsible. That means don't get anybody pregnant. All that. Whoa, that's a whole different kind of firework you're talking about, dude. <laughs> you got to go with what you know. The claw is the law. 
God, that's that's gonna be the God. That's gotta be the other catchphrase for us. Oh. No, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under hypnosis and forget that. Like, <laughs> well, maybe maybe I'll see you this weekend, though, Eric. I'll be up in your neck of the woods. Uh, hopefully, we, hopefully we can hook up. Probably going to. Probably Friday. Cool. cool. So, that you, sounds good. You guys All should right, do so like, like a little said, promo. I was a trying, promo I was trying to think of this. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna figure something out. Yep. We'll figure something stupid out. Yeah. During totally. that. And then just have uh, a cut out face of me there. So it looks like I'm still there. <laughs> we'll you mention do you. Don't worry about it. We'll mention <laughs> you. All right. So like I said, tomorrow, put in the book, 715, followed by Empire 161. And then we are going to take the rest of the weekend off. Uh, next week, we'll be back Tuesday. He said, you guys got something you want us to talk about? Hit us up privately. Just to sweet page on, on Facebook. Cine Sports Talk Wrestling Federation page on Facebook, or hit us up privately. Let us know what you guys want to discuss. We will gladly break anything you want down. Talk 100%. about anyone or anything you want to talk about. We are game. Just let us know. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Gentlemen, is, as usual, it's been an honor and a pleasure. And like I yeah. say every week, whether you like us or you don't, we're the best thing going today. Too sweet, brothers. Catch Too you guys sweet. later. Have a good Happy 4th of July. Good night, everybody.